Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. The guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial, a moment in our nation's history, the president and vice president market. We'll discuss that. Plus, what does the verdict mean for the future of the George Floyd policing bill in the United States Senate? And finally, approaching his 100th day in office, President Biden selling that strategy of shots in arms and checks in hands. Yesterday, the jury handed down the verdict that former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is convicted on all three counts in the murder of George Floyd. Chauvin could face decades in prison. On Tuesday evening, the president and the vice president went to the cross hall of the White House and addressed the nation on the matter. They praised the verdict, but they also made clear that the verdict alone isn't enough. Today, we feel a sigh of relief. Still, it cannot take away the pain. A measure of justice isn't the same as equal justice. No one should be above the law. And today's verdict sends that message. But it's not enough. We can't stop here. And it's certainly true that after the verdict announced, there was a collective sigh of relief across much of the nation. But there's a real question now about whether the verdict itself and a rare one that it is, is truly the beginning of a new call to action, or if the partisanship and polarization and gridlock that is the calling card of modern-day Washington, D.C., makes this rare verdict actually the end of the conversation about reform. Former President Obama summed it up pretty well in his statement on the verdict when he wrote, quote, In this case, at least, we have our answer. But if we're being honest with ourselves, we know that true justice is about much more than a single verdict in a single trial. Another way to think about it is the way that Attorney General of Minnesota Keith Ellison put it, which is, here is a moment of accountability. That is what occurred with the verdict, that there was accountability. But that justice is still the pursuit ahead. Now, here's what else matters today. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act up on Capitol Hill is going to be the vehicle in which we learn the answer to that question. If this is the beginning of real change or just the end to a historic trial. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said today that the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act bill will be a key topic during President Biden's address to a joint session of Congress. You may recall that the House of Representatives passed the bill back in March. It would, among other things, ban chokeholds, ban no-knock warrants, and end qualified immunity. It's that last bit, ending the provision that prevents police officers from being personally held liable for constitutional violations that is proving to be the toughest sticking point with Republicans. The rhetoric off of Capitol Hill today seems somewhat hopeful that perhaps there's a compromise in the offing. Republican Senator Tim Scott, taking the lead on this issue for his party, indicated that he felt Democrats were more willing to compromise and to truly talk about where they can come to some agreement than he found the Democrats to be last year, last summer. He's working very closely with his friend across the aisle, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, who's heading up the Democratic efforts, at least in the United States Senate. The number two Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, indicated today that he thought 
Tim Scott was being more open to compromise. Again, this is all going to come down to that qualified immunity measure I mentioned earlier. Of course, as with everything up on Capitol Hill, the question will become timing and priority. There is a lot of urgency in this moment in the aftermath of the Chauvin trial. And Democrats are making it clear that a guilty verdict yesterday cannot be a replacement for federal legislation. Take a listen to Senator Warnock. We have the George Floyd Act in front of us right now. And I think that the urgency is as real today after this verdict as it was yesterday. Congresswoman Karen Bass, the Democratic member from California who led the efforts on this legislation in the House, stated that she, quote, sees a path forward that includes changes to qualified immunity. She's circling May 25th on the calendar. That would be the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. By then, she hopes she's going to see momentum and a real movement on the bill in the United States Senate. It's a lofty goal. And finally today, President Biden announced that the United States has reached his 100-day goal of getting 200 million coronavirus vaccine shots in American arms. When tomorrow's vaccine and vaccination numbers come out, we'll show that today we hit 200 million shots and the 92nd day in office. 200 million shots in 100 days, in under 100 days, actually. It's an incredible achievement for the nation. Remember, back in the transition in December when he was president-elect, Biden promised it would be 100 million shots in the first 100 days. Now, he adjusted that goal midway through his first 100 days in office, realizing that the vaccine was getting into people's arms at a much faster rate than he originally thought possible. That's when he upped it to 200 million. And he's, of course, eager to tout a victory that he accomplished that even before his own self-imposed deadline. But this is now going to be a theme. Keep your eye out for it. Over the course of the next week, as we enter that phase of Biden marking his 100th day in office, and there will be constant assessments of the Biden presidency. This administration believes their relentless focus on two things, shots in arms and checks in hands, those stimulus checks from the Recovery Act. Nothing else matters as important as those two things in terms of this administration being a success. Biden's advisors believe everything else flows from a successful effort of getting checks in hands and shots in arms and the country appreciating that. And then they believe they will have the political openings to be able to accomplish some of their other priorities. But they refuse to let anything else get in the way in these first 100 days of keeping those two priorities, shots in arms, checks in hands, front and center. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.